Joseph Durarte into the program from the Houston Chronicle. Joseph, good afternoon. How are you, my friend? Good afternoon, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing terrific. And what a start right here with just – with everything that is going, and we realize, I, I realize that uh, Houston is it's a pro sports town. There's no question. We we get that. But it, are the are the Cougars getting their just due? Even though with all of this, all this Deshaun Watson conversation going on, are are people talking about the Cougars and the excitement level? Is it is it where it should be and and where they deserve for it to be? Well, I haven't been home in 14 days, so I'm not quite, I'm not quite sure. But, but no, I mean, I, I think it, from a headline standpoint, in our newspapers, the Cougars are on the front page every day. And obviously, you've got the, the, the Deshaun tracker and, and the updates on what's going on. But, but no, you know, you look at some of the stuff that I, I've seen on social media. They had a uh, city hall was lit up red. Uh, they had a few uh, other monuments and the, the or markers in the in the city that were were bright red. So I mean, they, they get it, and I, and I think you know certainly Houston's the biggest story in town right now, uh, and it's a distraction from the the Rockets disaster and Astros quite haven't started. But uh, you know people are paying attention, and uh, you know the players actually talked about that on the Zoom calls the last couple of days, and they realized that uh, you know their motto is for the city, and that they uh, they've got a lot you know, riding on, on who and, and what they're representing. Well, and we've talked about it a lot as far as Baylor's concerned, and, and Scott Drew has, has preached it from day one. If you're in this tournament, you're a good basketball team, and, and you can win a game. And, and uh, Houston certainly got, got a scare from, from Rutgers the other day. Yeah, it was. You know, it was one of the few times this season that, I, that I've seen them really with their backs against the wall. Uh, you know, we're talking, you know, they've, they've had some close games where even if a shot goes in at the, at the buzzer, they're going to overtime. But this one, you know, when you're down 10 with about four minutes, four and a half minutes left, uh, hadn't seen that very much this year. So it was uh, it was really interesting to see how they were going to 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 respond. You know, Dejan DeRoe was playing through a lot of pain uh, and they, you know, they did what Kelvin Sampson's teams do. They they dug deep. They went back to what what they're good at. You know, they 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 controlled the boards, especially on that that great rebound and, and putback by Tremont Mark that that tied the game and eventually uh, helped them win. Uh, but they had, you know, they they were having some issues and they had to fight through them. But uh, you know, I think that was one of those moments where you know we've seen them lose on heartbreakers the last couple of times in the NCAA tournament. Uh, you know, the the wheel of uh, fortune, so to speak, was finally going to land on, on Houston for a change uh, with the win. Is there an update on, on Dejan Giroux's hip? Well, we talked to him, uh, uh, let's see, today's we talked to him on Monday, and, you know, he was just excited to, to have some time off, you know, break uh, in the action. Uh, but with the hip pointer, you know, that's, that's what he needs. He needs rest. So, you know, all the indications are right now is that he's gotten exactly that. He's, he's feeling better. And, you know, he should be, you know, really good to go for Saturday. You know, that's an entire, you know, six, six and a half days, basically, in between games. So he he, uh, he should be rested and ready. Talking with Joseph Duarte of the Houston Chronicle. And Joseph, while ago you mentioned Tremont Mark. How bright is the future for him, man? Well, I mean, he, he's, he's the future here. You know, they, uh, when, they, when they recruited and signed him, he was the highest rated signing for the program in the modern recruiting era. So there was a lot of, you know, Kelvin Sampson joked that he put the entire 
staff in the car and they drove, you know, down the road to Dickinson and, you know, they don't do that for everybody. You know, he took the entire staff to visit this young man. But, you know, you look at his game and, and from maybe where it started at the beginning of the year and now he's, you know, he's a scorer. He can do so many things. And, and what they're learning now is, uh, for a freshman, he hasn't backed down from the big moments, and that's a, that's a good sign. I don't think we're going to see him all four years, uh, so you get him while you can. I, th- I think he'll be, you know, after his third year, he's probably going to be so good at that point that he'll probably leave, you know, start his professional career. But for now, they uh, when they lose Quentin Grimes after this year and Dejan Giroux, uh he is, like you said, he's their future, and the future looks good. How about the drama in this Midwest region? I don't think anybody, you know, expected to see Oregon, Loyola, Chicago, Syracuse, and Houston as the last team standing here in the Sweet 16. It is. I mean, this is, uh, you know, you look at the teams that they've replaced. You know, number one, Illinois. They replaced a, a number three, West Virginia, and a number four, Oklahoma State. Those are teams that everybody had penciled into the brackets. But you look you look at Baylor's bracket, anybody think Oral Roberts would still be in this thing. So, uh but no, it, it certainly sets up where you know Houston's the highest remaining seed. I the matchup with Syracuse, you know, Jim Beheim's done this before as a double digit seed getting to the uh, Sweet Sixteen and, and further down the down the the line here. So uh, it's interesting. Then you got Sister Jean. You know, we can't forget about them. You know, they're not a Cinderella story anymore. They were, I think, they were terribly seeded, and they were much better than an eight seed. So yeah, this is going to be a, a fun. Uh, bracket to wake up on Sunday morning and see who's playing in the Elite Eight. And I'm also excited, you know, if, if Arkansas and Baylor advance, that, that'll be a fun one there in, in the South. Uh, I, I think, you know, you look at Baylor and Villanova, they both had their COVID pauses, long pauses this year. Uh, I think I think Baylor's, that, Baylor's ready again to, to get to that Elite Eight, and that should be a great matchup if they get Arkansas. Talk a little bit about Syracuse. I know that uh, uh, the coach's son, uh, Buddy Beheim, gets a lot of attention, and rightfully so, but that's not a one-man band. No, and, and you know, you know, we, we, we've asked the players about it, and, and you would think that that was the case, but, you know, they uh, – yeah, they, they've, got a lot of, they've got a lot of things that, that work for them, and, you know, we were, we were looking at some of, some of the things – and you know you've got the the, the Gerard kids. I'm sorry if I'm not pronouncing it right. He's their he's their sophomore. And then you have uh, I really I really like the uh, the six ten forward of uh, America. I think it's Dolozaj, as you say. I mean, but up and down the roster, their entire starting five averages at or close to double figures. So you know, Buddy Bucket, uh, he's got the name for a reason. But he's got a really solid. Supporting class, uh, Gary Air, I think, is one that Coach Kelvin Sampson mentioned uh, today on the Zoom call. Uh, he's a forward, averaging close to 14. So, you know, the the seems like the, the the way they play defense in that two three zone gets a lot of the attention. But you know, this team can put up some points as well. So uh, it'll be interesting because Houston also plays defense, and they uh, they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot on their hands to to, to deal with. So as the as the Cougars continue to have success, and you know maybe some state schools up the road don't have as much success, how long do you think they can hold on to Kelvin Sampson? Uh, you know what I think this is it for Kelvin Sampson. You know if he was going to leave, you know Arkansas pursued him really hard a couple of years ago. He's he's in a good place. He's got his son on the staff. He's got his daughter, uh, who's the works in director of office type stuff. 
uh, I, I really, and he's got two grandchildren that, you know, are within three or four years of age. Uh, I don't think he goes anywhere. You know, I think that the, the pro, the, the sort of the pro job type stuff that even that ambition has passed him by where he's content with college. And, you know, he just got the big extension through 26, 27, uh, and, and Kellen Sampson, his son is the head coach in waiting. I just think it all sets up that this, this is his last stop. And he's more than fine with that because look what he's doing. If he can get them to a final four, uh, and, and maybe even a national championship in the next couple of years, then that's, that's the icing on the cake for him. So what's bubble life been like for the Cougars and how was your trip to the Indianapolis motor speedway? Well, we'll start, we'll start with bubble life. Uh, you know, it's, it's been a, it's been what you'd expect. Uh, you know, they finally got outside today. They were able to get some fresh air. They went next door to the minor league ballpark, played some games, cornhole, a little football talk. Uh, but you know, it's daily testing. They have to, you know, they, they moved hotels in the last couple of days. So that's kind of a change for them, but you know, it, it's, you know, they're not seeing parents. They're not seeing family or friends or anything. And uh, you know, it's, it's strictly basketball, which they, they kind of look at it as a business trip. As far as me, yeah, I got to I got to take a couple laps on the uh, Indy Motor Speedway yesterday. They gave us a uh, a special Tahoe and told us to uh, put our foot on the gas and go about ninety five. <laughs> so uh, a couple of those couple of those straightaways, I was uh, I was hauling it, and then uh, they told me to kind of take put my foot on the brake a little bit around the turns. But uh, yeah, it was a great experience. I got to kiss the brick. Uh, you know, I I, I had my inner Daryl uh, Dale Jarrett. Uh, <laughs> You know, I know a little thing about about auto racing. Hey, so, ninety-five uh, miles an hour—that's what they tell me you do on I forty-five through downtown. Well, well, yeah. You know, I wasn't going to say anything, but you know, that's kind of how we drive in Houston, anyway. Uh, so, so when I told them I was from Houston, they kind of laughed because they, you know, AJ Foyt and stuff, and I think they know what kind of drivers we are in Texas, anyway. But I tell you what, I don't drive that way going towards Waco. I, I, I've, I've already been close to being stopped out of, outside of Grosbeck and a couple of other places. So <laughs> I, I know where the, I know where the spots are trapped. So uh, if, if I can push it, I will, but you also got to know when to slow it down. <laughs> you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, Joseph. Exactly. Hey man, we appreciate it. Continued success. Enjoy, uh, enjoy your time in Indy and we'll check in with you soon. Absolutely guys. Have a good one.